Here's episode 55. Today I'm answering the question, do your kids drink milk? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, this is Danae. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 55, and if you're new to the podcast, this is a question and answer style show, and I'd love to have your questions. You can leave those for me at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. If you have something that you want to work one-on-one, something you want to talk about a little bit more, you can email me or you can leave me or you can find out more at simplefamilies.com forward slash coach because I do offer some coaching services. Today, I'm taking a question from Melissa. She wrote, Hey, Danae, I read your article, Why Our Toddler Doesn't Drink Milk, when I was researching to transition my daughter from breast milk once she turns a year old. Since this was an older article, I was wondering if you still feel the same way or if your opinion has changed with your daughter, your second child. I know in the article you linked to the milk alternative you selected, but then further down you mentioned that he drinks between zero and two ounces of cow's milk each day. So if one was going to drink slash offer milk, what would be your recommendation? Thanks so much for your question, Melissa. Now, I want to start this off by saying I am not a medical doctor. I'm not a physician. And this is based on my own opinion. And I'm going to tell you what I've done with my own kids. So I've had a few different pediatricians since I became a mother. And I've asked all of them the cow's milk question, trying to understand just how much cow's milk kids need or if they need any cow's milk at all. And I've had very different opinions and advice from each of the pediatricians. Therefore, I've really decided to find out what works for my own family rather than going with a specific advice from a pediatrician. Because like I said, this is something that I found varies doctor to doctor quite a bit. I get a lot of questions from parents about making this transition at one year old to cow's milk. So just to give you a little bit of background information. So when in the first year of life, children depend primarily on either formula or breast milk in order to meet their nutritional needs. Around six months, we start to slowly introduce solid foods with the anticipation of at one year old at 12 months that the child then becomes dependent on a solid food-based diet rather than a milk-based diet. So it's the slow transition from milk to solid food. And in a perfect world, your child would be introduced and be having a well-rounded diet of solid food at 12 months. Now, the problem is a lot of kids get off to a slow start or they become picky or selective eaters, and they're not getting a full, well-rounded diet at 12 months. So what happens is a lot of children children will will switch out breast milk or formula for cow's milk in order to continue those extra sort of multivitamin type supplements. When I say multivitamin, I say that because milk sort of becomes like this extra vitamin that's filling in the gaps of any nutritional holes that children might have at the age of one or two. I think a very common mistake that many parents make is that they think they're transitioning from breast milk or formula onto cow's milk in a one-for-one exchange. So if they're drinking two bottles a day of formula, they're going to switch to two bottles a day of cow's milk when that's not the truth. Formula and breast milk, we're working to replace those with real food rather than with cow's milk. Cow's milk is, like I said, just sort of that fallback that fills in the gaps and fills in the holes where they're not getting well-rounded diet. 
Now, something that can happen is when kids are getting too much milk, then they're not as hungry for solid food. So if they're drinking a lot of cow's milk, it can delay this transition onto a solid food-based diet. So it's really important to find a balance. Now, with my own children, they were both nursed exclusively with a couple bottles here and there until my son, until he was 14 months, and my daughter is now 15 months, and I'm still nursing her some. So they never took a substantial amount of milk from a bottle or from a cup throughout their first year of life. And I think that has substantially impacted the way that they have reacted when introduced to milk in a cup or in a bottle as they've turned one. My son wouldn't take any milk from a cup or from a bottle at the age of one, period. I offered him breast milk in a cup. I offered him cow's milk. I offered him every single kind of alternative milk. I offered him multiple different types of cups and bottles. And I was doing this all while he was sitting at the table. So that's important to note because when you're sitting at the table, you're eating and you're drinking for nutrition versus if you have a child that you have, you're giving a bottle or a cup in a quiet, dark bedroom and you're rocking them and you're holding them like an infant, you're starting to integrate this nurturing quality into the feeding So a lot of kids you'll see will take a good, healthy dose of milk if you're doing that. You know, if you're laying them down and rocking them and it's quiet um, and it's sort of this connected bonding time. They'll actually drink more milk than if they were just sitting at the table and offered those cups. So after the age of one, I chose to offer my kids milk exclusively in cups while sitting at the table because I wanted them to take the milk if they really needed it. So if nutritionally they really needed that milk to fill those gaps, I wanted them to take it. I didn't want them to come to rely on the milk as a comforting or nurturing element. Because at that point they were already over a year old and I felt like that was sort of moving in the wrong direction. Now, I think if kids have come to rely on milk as a nurturing or calming aspect throughout the first year of life, and that's already their habit, then that's a different story. But for my kids, because they were always nursed, they didn't make that attachment to drinking out of a cup or a bottle. So when that was introduced at one year with milk, we did it at the table. I'm careful about when I'm offering milk to my kids because if I was offering milk to my kids before meals, like say we're eating at six o'clock and they drink a big glass of milk at 5.30, it's definitely going to impact how hungry they are for the meal. And we know that kids eat better when they come to the table with some hunger. So I really don't want them to fill up on milk because after a year, they should be filling up on food. Now, I have gone back and forth about alternative milks, and I have offered my kids some nut milks and coconut milk and different things over time, and I do like to mix it up. For the most part, I buy organic cow's milk, but recently I've noticed my daughter to be pretty mucousy, so I've switched it up to flax milk for right now. So the takeaway for today is... I think when it comes to offering our kids a milk other than breast milk or formula after they turn one, I think it's less important about what the type of milk is and more important about being mindful of making this transition from a milk diet to a food diet. Regardless of the milk that you're offering them, milk isn't something that we want to be a huge part of our kids' diet for an extended period of time. It's something, like I said, that sort of fills the gaps when their diets aren't well-rounded yet. 
So I think you need to offer whatever type of milk is the best fit for your family and whatever amount of milk is the best fit for your kids' needs. With the understanding that solid food is the priority after one. So if you're offering milk at times where you think it's starting to prevent your kid from having an appetite for a good meal of solid food, then I would be mindful about that. If you're interested in hearing more about how I feed my kids, I do have an article on that, and I'll go ahead and post that in the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 55. And I'll also link up episode 49, which is where I answered questions about how I feed my kids. Again, this is my opinion and just what's worked for my kids, and it's going to look very different for other families. Thanks for tuning in today, and this has been episode 55. I hope that you'll stay in touch with Simple Families. If you go to simplefamilies.com, you can click Get Started, and you can stay in touch with the email updates, which are going to link you to the blog and the podcast and what's going on in the community. Thanks so much for tuning in.